Welcome in Butt Bucks! What's going on, fellas? It's your boy, the Fantasy Assassin, uh, Minesh, <laughs> and you're alongside your humble commish. What's going what's up, on, what's Dan? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to get into this show here, man. I'm excited. This is, this is, gonna, this is a, a really good one. Um, I good. think just in terms of football talk, this is a really good division, and it's really fun to talk about. So I think we'll have, we're going to have some good times with this. A good fantasy division. Absolutely a good fantasy division. And you know what's nice is that, um, guess what, Dan? We got a special, we got a, we got a, we have a um, special surprise for everybody for this episode. Uh oh, what is it? We have, we have another guest. Matthew Barry. That's it. I did it. TMR. It was me. Oh, the whole time. Sounds a lot more manly. (laughs) Oh. Did it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to double our listener count right there. Anyways, yeah, no, no, we got uh, we got Jamie on board, brother. We got Jamie. What's going on, man? How are you? How's it going? Good, good, good. Welcome, Hello from man. Uh, Welcome. the uh, low country here with Dan. Yeah, sorry you couldn't be a little closer. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's all good. It's all good. That's why they have this thing called the internet. And um, it's a beautiful thing know, and a curse nice. at the same time. Just keep it the is. eye bleach handy. There it is. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, we're not doing this on what's that? What's that one um, app that they had? There was a whole bunch of penises. Um, and they, they kind of like went bankrupt or belly. Wait, what, now, what did you What did you looking at? <laughs> it was like some social media. Are thing. you talking about Grinder? No, not that's like a gay oh. Tinder. Well, uh, uh, Periscope, uh, right? Is that is that a thing? Periscope? That's, yes. That could kind of be a penis, I guess. But I did oh. not hear No, about no, I'm that. saying there was just a lot of penises on Periscope. I think that was like a running joke. Like, did you search for penises on Periscope? No, I listened to other people talk about it, and they talked about how there was a lot of penises on Periscope. So then I had to go look. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I had to go look, to... and I proved the theory right. Okay, That's listening it. to people talk about penises on Periscope. And it took you. us one yeah, okay. minute and how long? Oh, well, two minutes and ten seconds to give the E on this podcast. I think that's a new record. That's, Good that's job, Dan. Why there's e, that's why there's the E. <laughs> you know it, man. Anyways, folks, all right, let's keep this, let's keep the day moving forward. We got uh, an awesome discussion with Jamie, like uh, like I mentioned earlier, and um, we're going to be talking about the NFC North today, so uh, really, really good division from last year, and I think it's going to be, honestly, even better this year, And uh, but but one thing before we get started and jump into that, hey, you know what, guys? Um, so, Jamie, I know you listened to it probably 14 times already, but um, the NFC podcast, that was a really good one. We did that one, um, but... NFC East, yeah. Or excuse me, the NFC East. That was a podcast that Jamie listened to. So that, that's yeah. the one. But guess what? They're back in the news. For what? Well, there is a running back available on fantasy rosters. He was probably available in some sort of free agency pool, but a team scooped him up. Uh, I, I this think one guy, person, one person this on these guy, will be excited for this oh, one. Oh, Man, is he going to be excited? So excited! I hope that's third not round. I'm calling it over under Dan. Third round, uh, under if I mean, yeah, definitely under. It's first round pick, first right. round pick, right? Over, so, yeah. if you, you especially if you draft Saquon Barkley, you're going to need this guy. Oh, this no is doubt. not even not even the best handcuff to Saquon Barkley, but you know what I'm saying? This is the best handcuff in the NFL. None other. That's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's the truth. That's what it is. It's a truth statement. It's none other than our boy, Paul Perkins, guys. Oh, he's back in the news. He is back. He's tearing up. He's tearing up with the Giants. Saquon's handcuff. The NFL fantasy community's handcuff to watch. So if you heard it here first, Dave, Paul Perkins. If you had to predict, predict. Paul Perkins be the starter by week two, three-ish is what you're thinking? Think he'll take, uh, over. He'll take over by then? Well, no, probably. no, no. I think it's, if, if you have to go over under week two and a half, I would take mm-hmm. the over. Okay. Just okay. because, I mean, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's got some thunder thighs. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think that'll buy him at least three weeks. Getting right? me all hot over here. I, I, hey, man, but you do and me you both. think that Paul Perkins is going to, you know, like possibly trip him into the Gatorade cooler? See, that's so what I'm saying. Take think, over that spot. But yeah. see, with his um, balance, the way it is, Saquon's, I think he'll last three weeks for the first five attempts. But the sixth attempt, Paul's going to get him. I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah, that or he's going to go Tanya Harding on him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going <laughs> to be vulturing touchdowns like Tolbert oh, all day. 
Well, anyways, that's, that's uh, so news. yeah, NFC East, you know, the podcast is done, but we wanted to make sure we do this and they're very, very fantasy relevant here. So yes. we're trying to keep it very fantasy relevant for y'all and make sure that we still update you, even though there are certain shows that have, that are already in the past. So yeah, Prime Paul content. Perkins. Yeah. Premium, premium content here. Mm-mm-mm. Well, that's good. Good, good information. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks there, uh, Manesh. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm not doing it for me. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it for Jamie. This is for the kids. Always. <laughs> it's always for the kids, all right? Oh, we man, do it for the awesome. kids. And for the kids next, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the NFC North. Um, NFC and the North. first team that we're going to jump into here is the NFC North runner-ups from last year, the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know, Dan, do you want to you you jump into this? Yeah, I can I can tackle the Vikings. dabble they, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Just, just kind of touch them. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> the Vikings. Bless them. Yeah. Bless, bless them. Uh, the Vikings, man, they, they've got a couple of key fantasy uh, relevant players, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Okay, I guess I'm, I'm the only one who would say that. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I'll, kick, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off with the uh, most important position Can on the offense, it? which is the QB. Left offensive. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he, I guess, he is also important, but... For this talk, we're going to talk about the QB, Kirk Cousins. I think Jamie's pretty familiar with Kirk Cousins um, as he was his quarterback last year, right? Right, Jamie? Yeah, man. For a little while? Right. Yeah, you didn't did. want Andrew Luck. Maybe you would have won last year. Oh, no, just saying. never. Never. Just I'm guessing man. you guys had some trade talks that didn't work. <laughs> yes. Not at all. That's it. He, was, exactly. he wasn't very lucky last year. Actually, he did pretty well. I'll give him, I'll give him Dude, credit. Dude, Andrew Luck oh, was the second oh. best fantasy quarterback last yeah. year. Yeah. And I also he had the number one fantasy quarterback, which is why I was trying to trade number two. Nobody wanted him because everyone was understandable. stupid, except Charlie. All right. I mean, I, I thought at some point he was going to shave his beard off and then that would all go downhill. So <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, think it was a reliable move at that point. Yeah. But well, nonetheless, Dan, know. yes. You thought it was wrong. Your thoughts were wrong. Anyways, Dan. Yeah. All right. Back Tell to, us about these back Vikings to my here. Boy. Back <laughs> to my boy, Kirk Cousins. I won't spend a lot of time on him because we know it. He's the starter. They paid him all that, that big-ass guaranteed contract. He's their guy, right? Last year, he finished as the QB 13. Um, so he was a fringe QB 1. This year, as of right now, believe it or not, he's going as the 22nd QB uh, in fantasy drafts. Which I, I think, was just going to ask you. I think that's Where criminal, do you man. think he finishes? Do you think he finishes above that th- finish from last year or below? Uh, well, let me talk about his other um, uh, teammates who might help him or hurt him get well, to no, that no. position. Like, How about l- that? L- l- let's, let's have that discussion because after this, no more Kirk Cousins. This is it. Speak now or forever hold your peace, hey, brother. Don't, don't tell me when I can talk about Kirk Cousins. I'm talking about whenever I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. You uh, like that? Uh, uh, did you so wave your finger too? I did, man. That? I didn't see that. A little bit. No. So, okay. So, last year, QB 13. I think I think he'll finish about the same. I don't I don't see him going higher. Um, I definitely don't see him being the 22nd quarterback in the in the league. I think I think it could, he could be right there, or maybe sneak his way into the very very back of the QB one uh, conversation at the end of the year. Okay. You, you so agree? you would disagree. say definitely above 22, but yes. right around 13. So yeah, you know it yeah. could go either way, but you'll say maybe under, but with the high upside of being back in QB one. Yeah, I mean, would you agree with that, or you you don't think so? I'll 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 reserve my opinion. Uh, Jamie, how about you? What are you thinking on Kirk Cousins? Same question. Uh, That's an interesting, interesting one. Um, I would have to say if they kind of lay off the run game a little bit and and let Dalvin Cook die off, then he might actually exceed that. But if they try to push and push and push, I don't know that he's going to get the love like he did last year. I, I actually think he might fall a little further. Ooh, so you're predicting something close to that 22 then? Yeah, okay. 22 to 25, Ooh, I would think. Wow. Whoa. That's, that's a hot take. See, here's what I'm thinking. That is, I, I, Honestly, though, I think it's not a hot take because that's where he's going, right? <laughs> what I think, though, shouldn't be going. I am okay. definitely in your camp here. I think he's being significantly underdrafted. I understand quarterbacks really deep. Yes, that's what they say every year. But, dude, this guy is probably going to have a healthier offensive line this year because it cannot honestly be worse than it was last year. No. Had he a better offensive line last year, he would have easily finished as a top 12 QB, I think. 
Yeah. And can you say that their offensive weapons got any worse than last year? No. The only trade-off is that now you have two stud tight ends, in my opinion, and you got rid of your backup running back. But you replaced him with someone who you think is adequately capable of filling his shoes. Yep. So I think that saying he's going 22 right now is just saying that it's undrafted. But that's why we let the season play out here. That's right. Uh, I mean, one downfall of that, I mean, an argument, I think, in the favor of him finishing lower than QB 13 or in that 15 to 20 or whatever range is once they went to their new offensive coordinator last year, uh, their rushing attempts did go up per game on a per game basis in the final three games. Um, and where's so his offensive coordinator now? His offensive coordinator is Kevin Stefanski. I'm talking about his offensive Kevin coordinator. Kevin Yeah, however you say that last name. Yeah. That's his offensive coordinator. And then they also brought in Gary Kubiak to be the run game coordinator. And there we all know go. that he um, is also, you know, a pretty big component of the run game. So if, if there's an argument against Kirk Cousins, I think that could probably be it. But I, I still don't buy QB 22. Um, yeah, 22 is a not with, not with little too low. Not with the weapons. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. and I'll, I'll transition right over to the wide receivers. You know, oh, the guys he's going to throw to. Dan. Thanks, wow. man. Is, is Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen from last year. They were both wide receiver ones last year, right? That's um, pretty amazing. Adam Thielen, the wide receiver seven, and Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver 11. And, you know, those are two really, really good wide receivers. And I just don't see having those two wide receivers, how a quarterback could finish, you know, in the bottom half of the league as far as fantasy goes. So um, you're saying the second receiver was not Laquan Treadwell? I wrote here in my notes, I kid you not, third receiver, Treadwell, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's okay because I like that. I like when I don't need to care about your third receiver because then yeah. I know yeah. what your what matters in your offense. For so listen purposes, to this. It's so nice. So last year, Treadwell, in 15 games, Garbage. he had 53 targets, right? Uh, Dalvin Cook, in 11 games, had 49 targets. So he had four more targets in four more games. I mean, the third receiver well, is pretty much... there. Third receiver is pretty much non-existent on this team. After you get past Diggs, Thielen, you got the tight end, and then you know you got and you got Cook. There you go, and yep. you know that's that's basically it. Um, so here's a question for both of you, okay? So Diggs, he finished, uh, he he averaged 14.4 game, uh, points a game last year. Thielen was 15.7, so 1.3 difference, not a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. Thielen, right now, is going as the 26th overall player, or you can wait around and take. Stefan Diggs at the 36th spot. Which do you prefer one or the other, or would you rather take somebody and then wait for Diggs? What would you do? Manesh, you go right ahead. Oh, I mean, I think this is a pretty moot point. I think we know Adam Thielen for our, league, our purposes is being kept, just because if he's not, then phenomenal. Well, what about the people who are? So. What about our listeners who are not in our what league? Our, what about our non-league listeners? Yeah, yes. we'll get to that. I would go Diggs. Just, I mean, yes, it's I would wait. too much more value. Yeah. I don't think Thielen fell off towards the end of the year. Diggs has standalone value, I think, with or yeah. without Thielen, whereas I think Thielen's more reliant on Diggs', Diggs presence. So I agree. There you I go. agree. Any, any input, uh, Jamie? Are you good? Yeah, so, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I would actually go Thielen just because I, I think a feeling. he's got a, a pretty nice floor. I think that the draw is going to be on Diggs' side a lot more, and I think Diggs is more of a kind of a big play guy, and uh, I think that just leaves Thielen hanging out on the outside running those out routes or, you know, the, the post routes to where he can just cover the middle of the field if he needed to. So I, I think with Cousins' vision and the way he throws the ball, I, I think that Thielen's going to get a lot more love, especially in PPR environment. That's a really good point, though, about the PPR. I think that's you can't understate that for sure. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Uh, oh, whatever, absolutely not. Whatever I mean, tickles your fancy. That's it. So... Um, and then as the other pass catcher, you know, you mentioned it, Mikhail Rudolph, and then they also drafted uh, I don't Irv even want to hear that name ever I know again. you don't. I know he disappointed you somewhat last year, but I think all tight ends. Wait, wait, basically. Previous. Who, who was this? Was, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Wait, Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph. Are you talking about Kyle Rudolph? No, no, Kyle Rudolph. 
Oh, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we were talking about Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> it was the other Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> yes, him. Talking about him. I was I was actually surprised somewhat that they signed him to the five year extension after I they drafted her prime cut candidate. That was yeah. super surprising. Yeah. For sure. So. That didn't happen. Um, so what is I... his pass blocking like? Because, I mean, he's got to be pulling his weight in some other fashion to be Yeah, dude, he had 82 Team captain, dude. Year, Team man. captain. He, I mean, he, he had it. He just, on a per-game basis, it just wasn't there for him. Yeah. I think no. the team loves him. The yeah. owner loves him. Zimmer yeah. loves him. And they love the leadership traits that he brings to the squad. So yeah. I think that his intangibles are worth um, keeping him on the team because his play hasn't fallen off. Especially, yeah. you, you know, with Cousins coming from the Redskins where he threw the tight end quite very often, you know. So it was just a complete game changer to not see him utilize Rudolph in the same way. But then again, you know. You had Rudolph had too, did Well, I did not last year, but the year uh, before. Yeah. It just, But I watched him from afar and he still disappointed me, so... It's kind of like the ex-girlfriend that you're like, maybe I should call, but maybe not. There's a reason she's an ex, so, you know, it's one of those things. Well, I mean, uh, he was, I just looked at he was seventh last year in tight end targets, so, or eighth, excuse me, so that's not too terrible. Opportunity, Uh, man. But that brings us to the next point here. How many of those do you think are going to stay his way? That's, that's a great question, Manesh. And I think, um, if you, I mean, it, I guess it could go some to Irv Smith, but I think where it's really going to go is to a healthy Dalvin Cook. That's where I would put my money to go in. Um, last year, after, uh, how you say his last name, Manesh, Kevin? Steph? Stefanski. Stefanski, there it is. Uh, after he took over last year, um, Cook averaged 18 touches a game last year after he took over. Yeah, they're um, trying to get the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand because yes. nobody could protect for him. I think there's that's, a reason. Well, that's It's just that's, being a smart OC versus not being an intelligent person. So, hey, your offensive line sucks? Well, let's get the ball out of your quarterback's hand. It makes sense, right? So, it's the same, same thing happens this year. So, what I did is I went back. So, he averaged 18 touches a game with the new O coordinator, right? If you put that out over a 16-game stretch a full healthy season which we know Dalvin Cook hasn't done yet but to say he does there it is um, well you're making a lot of assumptions now you're well, saying we have the to right he's coming is not changing or adapting his offense now to fit his scheme better with the new set of players that he has under him and on top of that you're saying that you're going to have a healthy court a healthy running back excuse me for 16 games where this guy has never stayed healthy for 16 games even but going back to, to his last you year you have to go into college. the season you can't you can't prepare for injuries. You have to go into the season, that yeah, out, educated as in decisions risk. based yes. off. It's but a risk. Is. You know it's a risk, right? Uh, so it's the risk you're taking. But so yeah, there is a non-zero percent chance that he stays healthy, but there is a g- ginormous percent chance that he gets injured. Okay, but well, let's just say he stays healthy all year. <laughs> okay, all right. let's not. Because it's um, not going to happen. <laughs> all right, all right. We're, we're fucking up your point, Dan. Okay, go ahead. How is Dalvin Cook going to do if he's healthy for 16 games? If he's healthy Tell for us. 16 games and he, and he averages what he averaged with the new O coordinator, he would uh, he would finish sixth in the year in touches. Wow. Ahead of Alvin Kamara, James Conner, and Joe Mixon. So yeah. what I'm wow. saying, guaranteed top 10 running back if he plays, obviously, if he plays 16 games. No doubt. And then he woke up. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, y'all can sleep on him. That's fine. I'm just Ooh. saying, too. All running backs would be good if they had no defensive, you know, Every players running backs to go have, through. course, running backs have a higher chance of getting hurt. Everybody knows that. But you can't go into the year just saying this dude's automatically going to be hurt. Well, he's got a track and, record now. So. Okay. so, okay. So, where would you draft Dalvin Cook? I wouldn't draft Dalvin Cook. <laughs> ah. Manesh. Um, I'd say he's safe um, to draft in the fourth round. Okay, on this podcast last year, you were praising Dave for keeping him in the second round. You thought that was great. So, yeah, but again, yeah. I thought it was worth the risk, and now I do not think the same. Okay, all right. 
you're right. I did. I remember that. I think that yeah. for what Dave's position was, where he was drafting, I think keeping Dalvin Cook was intelligent. It was, yes. It was a high second round pick last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we agree to disagree. All right. I, uh, I have a full chub for Dalvin Cook this year. So, FYI. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> it's all you, buddy. No, right. I'm gonna draft him before you, Dan. Or you, you probably will because you know your picks will be after right mine. there. Oh, yes. great, thanks. He'll be in that. He'll Wait, be you're in not drafting 101, 1.01. Uh, I'm not gonna take that big of a risk at 101. That's stupid. Kyler Murray, first pick overall. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was a quick rundown of the Vikings. Y'all can suck it about Dalvin Cook. I like him this year. Yeah. Um, We'll see. It's good. So that's, that's why we play the game. Yeah. So let's let's kick it over to the division champs. Well, <laughs> kick it. That's something they can't do. <laughs> Ayo. Oh. <laughs> Manesh, you wanna you wanna hit the Bears? I can hit the Bears. So I think it starts with their uh, kind of. I mean, at least for fantasy purposes, their breakout quarterback last year, second year player, Mitch Trubisky. Um, I mean, I think it kind of went understated, but. As much as Deshaun Watson, who broke out, I think, in his rookie year, and again, last year had a really solid year, and Pat Mahomes did the same, obviously, finishing as the number one overall quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky quietly had himself a really, really awesome fantasy football season. Can you um, can you tell me who, how many quarterbacks rushed for more... Um, rushed for more yards than Mitchell Trubisky in last year? Um... I would say he was in the top. He was in the top ten, definitely top six, maybe. So what, five, four, five of them? Yeah, exactly. Top five, okay. not top okay. ten, top five. Oh, nice. That's because the dude ran the ball like mm-hmm. crazy, and he's not a he's a quarterback. I mean, what the heck's going on here? Like, like what's this guy doing? Um, <laughs> but not not kidding you, man. This he he was really really solid all year from a fantasy perspective and I think he'll probably do something similar this year was that even part of his skill set coming in yeah yeah okay he um he had a lot of uh, mobility aspects to his game yeah I think he was like a dual sport athlete but no uh, he was definitely he definitely was um, in that mold okay from what I saw I was impressed with him. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he knocked the socks off of anyone, but I just think that kind of how we talked about some of the past running quarterbacks, um, the Josh Allen comes to mind from previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's very, very easy to see how uh, Mitch might, you know, just be right up there next to him because he can do something very, very similar to what Josh Allen did. Yeah. Maybe not to that extent, but definitely, definitely more than what others may think yeah, about Mitchell. I, I think the Bills. I don't think the Bears want him to run as much as the Bills want Josh Allen to run. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think we're I think we're aligned there. But yeah. hey, guess what? He so, can do it, and he yeah. can he can do it pretty damn well. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. But yeah, I mean, um, kind of. Well, I mean, that, that I would say you would only expect him to be better this year than he was last year in terms of how he performed as a passer. He wasn't very for lack of a better word, great in the passing game last year. But, hey, man, he's got a lot of good receivers. He's got a lot of good weapons, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. And he should continue to grow um, under Matt Nagy's tutelage. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, you know, he has he's, he shows a lot of the promise that you want to see, at least in the young quarterback. At least they know that he's not going to be, you know, god-awful by any means, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's all you want to see is, you do I have a chance with this guy or not? And I think they do, so... That's what they want to see, and I think that's what they'll have. For the whole entire Bears offense, man? That's it, yeah. yeah. So There's uh, nobody well, else. <laughs> no, that's it. So he just throws it to the running back, there was a whole bunch of uh, changeover or turnover there, too. So we know Jordan Howard now now in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to replace him, they, they got not only one running back, but two. So they drafted a rookie in the mid-rounds, David Montgomery out of Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um highly highly rated prospect by the running back position especially in this draft and they also signed a guy who um, served essentially as a number two out in Seattle last year in Mike Davis you know him pretty well I think y'all know him pretty well oh yeah so um, you know South Carolina's own Mike Davis yeah Yeah, man who was quietly 
quietly very, very good last year. He was good. Uh, I think he was pretty damn good. Yeah. So they're going to have a three-headed, and then obviously they're bringing back Tariq Cohen again as well, coming into his third year. But um, they're going to have a pretty packed running back room there. How do you think it's going to shake out, Dan? What are you thinking? This one's very interesting to me, this backfield. Um, but then drafting uh, David Montgomery and signing Mike Davis. So if you if you look at ADP, everyone's telling you it's David Montgomery. He's he's going to be the starter. He's being drafted as the RB2 right now. He's um, hot stuff, man. Yeah. Damn, RB2. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Whereas Mike Davis is going 30, 30 running backs later. Jeez. Um, We'll see you know, what I would do. I would take Mike Davis and um, see what happens. You know, yeah, see what happens. I mean, but obviously, the... training camp hasn't happened yet. You know, that's going to tell us a lot. Training camp will. But, Absolutely. Um, well, the buzz out of Bears camp is that uh, Montgomery's looking pretty good. They yep. they are getting what they expected to see out of him. Yep. And um, they expected a guy that's going to be a bruiser. You know, he's going to try and take some dudes throughout. Uh, let's put it this way. He's not running away from people. He was chased down, I think, on more runs than anyone else was last year, of 20 or more or so, something, something, some kind of crazy stat out there. But he was chased down from behind a ton <laughs> because he wasn't really burning by guys. But he was strong enough and quick enough to get past them with an initial burst, which is what you need. Oh yeah. You don't, you're not gonna, you don't have, need to have a running back that's gonna rip off 70, 80 yard runs all the time. It's nice, obviously, but it's not necessary. You don't. You need a. You basically just need a running back that's not Kalen Balaj. You're gonna fall after contract. <laughs> oh, so. Kalen Balaj. What, do you, what yeah. do you think, Jamie? <laughs> Jamie. You know, if uh, no, I was just thinking here. I, I, it, the fascination of how many teams have now converted to a running back committee backfield. It's it's really changed the way that football was for me growing up and, and watching it even over the last five to ten years that it's slowly making that turn to where everybody's trying to weaponize everything they have on their bench and it's it makes it kind of difficult to really pin things down because at any given point in time you think you've got the guy there and they just completely take it in a different direction and utilize the skill set, you know, of, of one being a better pass catcher, one being a better runner, you know. So for me, um, I think the Bears are going to do very well. I think it's going to come down to the Bears and the Vikings again in contention for that. And uh, it, it's going to be close. I think if, if what you're predicting about Cousins comes to fruition, then... I think the Vikings could topple that division. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And, uh, I mean, they obviously, I think, have a stud in Tariq Cohen. And oh, yeah. he, uh, he, his role is there. I think his role is just there. Yeah. And I don't think last year was a fluke. I think he finished close to being a top 10, number one RB last year. And I think he can do it again this year. If I had my choice out of the three, I think I'd say the safest bet is Tariq Cohen as to what touches and what his role is going to be. Yes, I, Matt I agree Matt Nagy treats that. him like the Tyreek Hill, again, football-related in his offense, and that's how he utilizes him out of the backfield on yeah. jet sweeps, split out. I mean, the guy, they get the guy, they get the ball in the guy's hand in space and let him do his magic. Yep, I agree. If Montgomery's being drafted, keeps being drafted where he's being drafted, I mean, he won't be on my team. I think that's just... Just don't know, man. There's just too many question marks there to draft them that high, in my opinion. No, well, the, I, I'm right there with you on that. Sorry, what were you saying, Jamie? I, I was going to say the beauty of it, too, is, you know, I know we haven't typically brought up defense, but the Bears defense putting so much pressure on everybody to where they're able to keep the offense on the field a lot longer than it's just going to allow them to utilize all three of those backs, keep them fresh and then run down that clock as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I'm, I think they're going to have a definitely, definitely a good offense. All, an amazing defense should become, should be coming back with them. And you know, it's just, it'll be, it'll be interesting nonetheless to see how well um, that offense takes the next step. If they do in fact take the next step. Uh, moving on, though, so we can go and jump right into the wide receivers here, uh, where you know you had a bunch of kind of mid mid tier guys. Um, 
I think number one, pretty easy to see is Allen Robinson, who, if you know, I think no one would um, disagree that he was pretty much a disappointment in his first year as a uh, big money free agent oh, yeah. acquisition. Coming uh, off the injury up too. With, um, it was going off an ACL, yeah, yeah but people have yeah. done it. Um, but also Anthony Miller, who was their highly touted draft pick from last year. Taylor oh, Gabriel, yeah. who they signed last year, who they really like. They signed Cordell Patterson from New England and uh, drafted another rookie uh, really? in Riley Ridley. Yep, the other Ridley brother. So um, this one is not from Alabama. Oh, that's Calvin's brother? Yeah, they're yeah, uh, Calvin's brother. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think he's nearly as good as Calvin, but, um, you know, he's a rookie. We'll see. But, yeah, what do you all think about their uh, the wideouts here? A lot, a lot of mouths to feed is what I think. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Allen Robinson get back to that Jacksonville performance because he was awesome. Yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> he was. Um, but, again, he's got to be able to have a chance to break out. And if he's – the one that everybody thinks is going to get the targets, then he's going to get shut down. So it's at that point, it's uh, up in the air as to who's going to really come through and shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do y'all think is uh, the ceiling for a, uh, a Rob? It's a good question. Uh, looking him up now. He, uh, I didn't, I didn't realize, I, I didn't think he was, great last year but i didn't think he was as bad as he was last year if that makes sense um, he had an amazing game last he year did. he did but he if had... you take out that game it's pretty pretty grim not yeah. gonna lie yeah uh, i think you have it there in front of you i i just looked him up uh, yeah i dude, mean he had one more target last year than taylor than taylor uh, gabriel had last year dude one, they actually like wow. gabriel a lot he had but yes, taylor that just had... tells you something had 12 more catches than Allen Robinson had last year. I mean, and he he finished on a. Uh, oh, sorry, no, I think I'm not person. But yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was it was that close between the, the two of them. That but distinct. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. So, um, I mean, I guess it's silly. has got has got to be a wide receiver three, right? Maybe back end receiver that's his two. Ceiling. Uh, yeah. But the ceiling's the back end two, and I think that that's pretty much where he's kind of tapped out with all the, the weapons that are available out there and you know the guys that are more uh, reliable yeah yeah there's a lot of guys I have before I got Alan Robinson um, I mean he finished 40th last year which was not too great yeah right right now he's going as a wide, the 30th wide receiver um, I think that's where he should go I mean, yeah I think that's about if you I mean, that's probably him, about yeah. it Probably about his ceiling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You're drafting him at his ceiling, I think, at that point. Which is not really what you want to do in fantasy, no, but not at all. Not great. Yeah, not great. He's less going than right. 100 targets, obviously less than 1,000 yards, just a handful of touchdowns. Just did not. Like I said, it was very disappointing last year. Yeah, it was, and uh, missed, still missed a few games. I mean, in reality, he had, he had the, one, the one good year, and we all remember that year. And it was it was a glorious year. It really was. It was a great year because he was my keeper the next year, and then ah, that was that was not so not good, not good. For me. So, but yeah, I mean, man. you know who I am high on though. What I will say, transitioning off on Robinson is is our boy Anthony Miller, um, second round pick oh, last year out of Memphis. That yeah. guy, all he did was catch touchdowns. He was like, uh, who's our guy? Tyler Lockett East or Tyler Lockett Midwest? Because he didn't have many catches. But he had a lot of touchdowns, and I think that they loved him. they liked him a lot. They still do like him, and I think they're going to continue feeding him the ball. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like. I think if like you're him. looking at for high upside, then that's the guy that you can kind of look uh, look yeah. to. But the thing is, what 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 might hold him back is just the emergence of Taylor Gabriel as a true weapon in that offense. Mm-hmm. Like no joke, Taylor Gabriel. They love that guy. Oh yeah. I, mean, I, I was looking him up. He's the uh, Anthony Miller is the 55th wide receiver being drafted. So yeah, I mean yeah, and that's, perfect. that's what I'm perfect. Saying. I think that's, that's just high upside all the way right there. Yeah, I agree. But you're fighting, like you said, fighting for targets. Allen Robinson had close to 100. Taylor Gabriel had close to 100. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about Trey Burton yet, but he had a ton <laughs> of targets. But I mean, how many mouths can you theoretically feed on a run first or at least 
run a ton offense, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. But you wanna, you wanna hit on your boy uh, Trey Boo Boo real fast? Yeah. Wait, what do you want, Trey Boo Boo? Trey Burton, man. Yeah, but what, hey, what, what, hey. what's his Boo Boo? It's just, it's just a, his name, man. Trey oh, Boo Boo. Hey, yeah. Boo Boo. Okay. I'm just saying. I never called him Trey Boo Boo, but that's cool. Our relationship wasn't like that. To be honest, I, I was actually pretty disappointed in Trey I, last year. A lot of people um, were. Yeah. I, I think I actually traded him to, to you, Jamie, didn't I? Or nah, No. Well, okay. Yeah, you did. No, he traded Julian Edelman. Uh, oh, Trey it was Burt Julian Edelman. That's yeah. right. Because I had a few run, I had a few tight ends. I just needed a running or a wide receiver because I kept Manesh. getting injured once. Hey, Jamie. Anybody? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Oh, yep, yep, we're good. No, um, I think that at that point in the season it worked out well because you needed a tight end. I needed a running or a wide receiver, and that's where we, you know, had to had to kind of move it. But you know, overall, I didn't like that he didn't see more targets. He had um. 76 on the year mm-hmm. which you know over 16 games nothing to hoot and holler about less than five a game but he just didn't really do too much off of them i mean only caught about 70 percent of them which is right around i'd say average um had a handful of touchdowns he was just one of those guys back end tight end one and he's he is what he was and well, I, I think and i don't know if you had the same train of thought i think everybody last year matt Nagy coming over travis kelsey Trey Boo Boo, the big off-season acquisition. They he paid was, that man. They paid him. He he's he's gonna slide right into that Travis Kelsey role, you know. And for whatever reason, maybe you know, maybe it just it's gonna take a year. You know, maybe it's this year, but for whatever reason, last year it just didn't happen for him. Did not. You, it's unfortunate because I actually liked him a lot, and I thought he might slip. I didn't think that he would be Travis Kelsey by any means, but I mean, I knew this guy from when I was at school at Florida. Yeah. And I love this guy. You know, he played quarterback for us at Florida. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that last year. He was yeah. very versatile. I think we talked about that last year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and Jordan Reed both played quarterback. So it's funny. And, um, you know, just always I love the, the grit with which the guy played. You know, he always showed a, a, a huge toughness and was always willing to do whatever the team needed to do to win. And well, hey, I think man, he made schedule. a winner out of Will, Mus- Will, Will Muschamp there. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying schedule? No, I was saying their schedule last year, that could have probably had something to do with it too because at first the tight end, I mean, they they played some really rough teams. And, I mean, he had a couple of flashes there, you know, especially against New England. But yeah. other than that. Oh, he had that, a couple of good games. Yeah, I mean, he just dropped off. Yeah, I was going to say off of a freaking cliff afterwards. So. Yeah. I think right around the time I traded him. Yeah, how convenient. It's <laughs> 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 it, Bilo so high, right? Yeah, man. Unfortunately, because I actually like the guy. I like the player. I like the man. I mean, it's just unfortunate. So, I mean, what I will say is that everything kind of lines up for him to have a kind of a bounce back season and maybe surprise some guys when many teams and many players, fantasy-wise, might be passing on him because of the disappointment they saw him in last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just something to yeah, bear in mind. Possible. I mean, dude, Matt Nagy did like Travis Kelsey. Maybe it just took a little bit of time to get them on the same page, you yeah. know, Trey and Mitch. So, hey, maybe they uh, figure it out this year and, you know, he can end up being a stud. You never know. Could be, man. Late, late round sleeper right there. Late round sleeper. Anything else on the Bears, Manesh? No, I think we pretty much covered the Bears here in um, the great Bears. detail. The Bears. So, yeah, so the team that finished third in the division last year, surprise to me, I don't know about you, Jamie, but uh, uh, the Packers, man, finished third. Well, I, de- I definitely didn't see that going into the season, that's for sure. I had high hopes for them. I thought they were going to put up some really good numbers, but then obviously Aaron Rodgers, mishaps, you know, he was plagued with a little bit of injuries throughout and uh, then ended up, you know, just having the spout with McCarthy and all that. And, and then one thing after another, just getting annihilated. He actually ended up actually finishing the season with one of his worst ever seasons where he, he only threw 25 touchdowns yes. in the season and uh, ended up, you know, just he couldn't get anything going. And I think that partly had to do with the fact that Randall Cobb probably was checking out, so 
he, he just he had to rely solely on Devontae Adams, which Devontae Adams ended up having a pretty decent year with uh, 1386 yards and, and 13 touchdowns. So he, he did very well. Um, I think he is poised to hold up that team again in that, you know, wide receiver one position. Um, oh, they yeah. do. They do have you know a couple of other weapons coming out, but I'll I'll get to them in a minute. But back to Rogers. So Rogers. apparently some breaking news. You know, well not breaking, but yeah, some newer news. I guess he suffered a uh, tibial plateau fla- uh, fracture and an MCL sprain. Yeah. Uh, in, in last season, and um, like. I guess that's plagued him kind of throughout. So he's still trying to rehab that. And now he's got to deal with a new coach in Matt LaFleur. So coming off the injury, getting a new coach, having to kind of deal with losing Randall Cobb and the 15 injuries that they ended the season with last year. I think uh, he's got a lot to kind of get in order to be able to get his team back on track to uh, at least even be in contention for this division here. Um, Certainly, if anybody's going to do it, Aaron Rodgers has the ability to. Um, It's just going to come down to if how LaFleur is going to manage him and allow him to control that offense. Um, Apparently, you know, he's... He's gotten good praise from LaFleur. Um, he doesn't think Aaron's going to be a problem. He said he's very coachable, and he's a team player. Um, so you think, uh, it, when he's talking to him, do you think he tells him to cram it in your cram hole, LaFleur? <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> or at least, you know, under his breath afterwards. He probably does. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Rogers, you're going to tell me what to do. That's right. <laughs> Um, I mean, Aaron's getting up there too, you know, so I, I think if he's ever going to turn it around, now's the time. Um, so he, he, he's got the opportunity. I think he can, he can mold the guys that he has there into better players than they already are. So with his leadership skills, I think, um, he's definitely the one to do it. So it'll be an interesting year for him. Um, coming out the gate we'll, I think we'll know pretty early on how that's going to end up turning uh, mm-hmm. so it's going to be the deciding factor of whether they're going to go into kind of a, a building year or actually try to stay in contention it's but that, I'm sorry go ahead no I was going to I was going to say but you know to help him with that is Obviously, Aaron Jones and um, that's another that's a new, another full chub right there. Yeah, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They're going to you know take some of the pressure off of him there because apparently that again, as I mentioned earlier, another committee situation there with those two. Um, it's one of those things that you got to take a step back and look at the skill set of each. Um, but they combined for only. 76 targets and 53 receptions last season so it's possible that those numbers could get a bump you know but one of them's going to have to take the role of being kind of that every down back and the way that it's leading right now it looks like Aaron Jones has got to be the one that's where my money's at man Aaron Jones he's definitely the better uh, he's the more talented running back of the two of them I think his play proves that every time he's on the field man he's Five yards of carry, five yards of carry, five yards of carry. He's always always going forward, man. And, uh, you know, you're speaking about those two running, running the football, helping Aaron Rodgers. Did you know last year the Packers were – they finished dead last in rushing attempts last year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean that's, – That's a shame. Um, the coach they brought over in the floor, he, he came over from Tennessee where they finished ninth in rushing attempts last year. And he brought in the offensive coordinator from Jacksonville, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Jacksonville finished 12th in rushing last year as far as attempts. So I definitely think the Packers will have an uptick in rushing attempts uh, this year. And that's that. That's absolutely my thought, too. Um, LaFleur seems to really push that scheme. 
and uh, he's definitely got two backs that are willing to step up to the plate and, and, and take over that role and, and really try to take the pressure off of uh, Aaron Rodgers there. So hopefully with their assistance, he should be able to have a little bit more time, you know, in the pocket and, and being able to dump something off if he needs to. Yeah. Um, if not, then he's going to have to obviously – hope that he's healed up enough to do some of that infamous scrambling that he's known <laughs> for um and then look outside to obviously Devonte adams which is just a beast of a player he's definitely going to be my keeper for this year that's a, that's a nice little security blanket to look over and you just see Devonte adams is staying in there yeah i mean that guy he's on another level right now he's steadily climbing the ranks in terms of his ability and and his overall value um i think he's projected to be a wide receiver to average draft position is going to be 10 this year um which is i mean amazing considering he was what fourth round two years ago so i mean he's just steadily improving and i think that's a lot attributed to aaron Rodgers' leadership and 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 helping him get to that point mm-hmm. which Rogers said again he wants to get him even more involved so if he can improve on those numbers and and you know getting the 169 targets and uh 1386 yards and 13 touchdowns I mean that's that's some serious numbers he could be a top five wide out at the end of the year oh no doubt I would I would put money, barring injury, I'd put money on him finishing in the top five at his position. No doubt. Love yeah. to see him, Monte uh, Adams. And opposite him, there's going to be a, a bit of a contention there between Valdez Scantling and uh, Geronimo Allison. Those guys are pretty comparable in terms of playability. I mean, they're, they're both comparable in terms of physique and uh, their overall um route running style and whatnot so it they'll have to end up just kind of duking it out there and then they've got jake kumaro who's kind of sitting in the back oh, there, yeah. who is poised to possibly step it up a little bit um and and kind of try to get in there and get his and uh i think that could you know be a little interesting to see who ends up in that wide receiver two spot for for them going forward um, but certainly there's a lot of mouths to feed there. It's a lot of young, eager players. So it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, that's that's the battle I'm, I'm keeping my eye on is the Geronimo Allison and the MVS. See who takes over that number two wide receiver. I've, I've heard rumors that Allison, they're trying to get him in the slot. And MVS on the outside. Um, but yeah, I think that's a key battle to keep an eye on because, I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, so any wide receiver number two is one to watch in that offense. Yeah, because we know Rodgers, he dumps it off quick. And, yeah. he, you know, you've got about two, three seconds in the pocket before you you got to make a decision. And we know that the, the Packers' offensive line is obviously not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they beefed up on that a little bit in the offseason, but uh, I, I know that with his injury, he's not going to be as quick as he was before and that's going to impede him a lot more than usual so he's going to have to be a lot more cognizant of what's going on across the field and be able to at least you know dump it off in the backfield or hit someone in the slot on a quick slant you know to where he's able to take the pressure off of himself if he can't rely on anybody else to do so agreed yeah um, and then last, you know, kind of on the back front there, uh, Mr. Uh, Jimmy Graham there. Um, hope to see a better year out of him this year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, He's getting old. He is getting old. He's another one of those that I'm not putting a lot of stock in. Um, he had a couple of flashing moments over in Seattle, you know, back in the day, but he he's just been steadily declining ever since and i just i i don't know if losing randall cobb's gonna enable him to be able to kind of take that midfield kind of gronk position there or 
if he's just going to be mainly used for pass blocking and helping Aaron Rodgers be able to survive. Um, all in all, though, um, it, it, it'll be interesting. He had a, a pretty mediocre year last year. Well, I wouldn't even say mediocre. He had a pretty crummy year last year. Yeah, it wasn't. He only wasn't ended up with two touchdowns. No, not at all. I mean, he's definitely not the superstar he was. So it, we'll be looking towards Lance Kendricks, you know, to step it up and, and hopefully kind of fill in that gap where he's just not helping out at all. Uh, they also drafted the kid out of Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Jace Sternberger. Um, Sternberger. Yeah, I think he's going to be kind of the uh, takeover for Jimmy Graham here eventually. Uh, well, that'll be know. good. Get some young blood. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be relevant this year, but he's somebody to keep an eye on in the future. I did not realize Jimmy Graham was 6'7". He's a big man. <laughs> That's a huge <laughs> dude. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No wonder why he's such a crazy end zone target. Well, he used to be a crazy end zone target, but oh my goodness, that's yeah. You just lobbed that sucker up there. Definitely. Dude is huge, man. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an interesting year overall with Lafleur coming in there, the changes to the lineups, and in overall Aaron Rodgers' health and determination to get this team back on track. I think is. It's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, any, anything else you had had for the Packers? No, I think um, that's pretty much it. Um, if they can come out swinging, then I think they might have a chance, but they're going to have to do it early on. Otherwise, they're, they're you're going to end up either in the same spot or below the Lions. So we'll, we'll see. Yep, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, so that I was going to move us on to the last place team in the division, and uh, I think we all probably could have seen this team coming uh, last year. The new head coach and um, new offensive coordinator and all that. They are the Detroit Lions. They were terrible last year. I was curious to see how Patricia was going to do, man, because I mean. I liked him in New England, but I didn't know if he had the the testicular fortitude to take over a head coach <laughs> position. Well, and, that, uh, I'm glad you brought the head coach up because I, I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. The what he did last year with the running backs was just terrible. Uh, you know, last year he brought in his boy Legarrette Blunt from New England, and then they also drafted Carryon Johnson last year. And for whatever reason, he just kept on giving the ball to LeGarrette Blunt. It's over and over. I don't know if they're like best friends. Or- that happens. I, I've noticed any team LeGarrette Blunt's on, he gets the ball like a lot for some reason. It just made no sense. Um, last, last year, LeGarrette Blunt averaged 2.7 yards a carry. But they still wow. gave him the ball 154 times. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, buddy. You got it this time. All right. <laughs> it's a so, consolation prize. <laughs> so, freaking LeGarrette Blount averaged 2.7 a carry. You double his yards per carry, and now you now you got carry on Johnson at 5.4 a carry. He's got a lot of potential if he's just given the actual opportunity that's, to that's do it. That's the thing, man, because like, LeGarrette Blount's gone. He's not a thing there anymore, so that's good, right? Um, but then they went out and signed C.J. Anderson this offseason. Which he's another guy, dude. I don't care what team he's on. Uh, he he excels, too, uh, from what I've seen. I mean, He's got a lot of haters out there, and I don't, I don't get it. I, I think I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater either. I think he's a decent running back. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they work that, that backfield. Is it going to be 50-50 how they had it last year? Are they going to hand it all to carry on? Um, they still have Theo Riddick there, you know, to catch passes. I can tell you what's going to happen. If I had to predict, it's going to be carry-on's going to be your your typical one, two, three down back. 
with a mix in of CJ Anderson, you know, just to keep everybody fresh. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to get within five yards and like Garrett Blunt's going to run it into the end. So <laughs> he's going to come out of the stains. In his, that's, that's it. And it's close. Give me the like, ball, coach. <laughs> all right. My, I've got my check now, so I can go sit back down in the bleacher, you know? I mean, it's, it's crazy that it, it but like Garrett Blunt has that physicality. He's a power runner like Marshawn Lynch was. So it, it, I get, you know, I get why they would put him in that role and, and, and force him to do that. But to feed somebody like that, you, yeah. you can't cause they're, they're going to wear down very quickly. Dude, I, I, uh, I drafted carry on last year and I cut on a lion's game and LeGarrette Blunt carries one yard. LeGarrette Blunt, negative two yards. Next drive, LeGarrette Blunt, one yard. <laughs> Why are you still doing this? To <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. are you trying to get fired? <laughs> right, right. I mean, we'll wear their defense out, I promise. <laughs> I mean, it, it never worked. But yeah, I mean, going into this year, I mean, if Carry On can have that three down roll, like, you know, like you, you're saying, I think he's definitely going to be in the top 24 conversation at the end of the year as far as running next go. He's, he's got the talent. I could see top 24, yeah. And, I mean, if he's given the opportunity, I could see him surpassing Dalvin Cook, as a matter of fact. I I disagree only because I don't think the Lions offense is going to score enough points to, to do that. I think the Vikings offense... I, I agree, I agree. If you put... If you put carry on in the same situation as Dalvin Cook, okay, it's same offensive scheme. I think carry on could hang and possibly surpass. Okay, I mean I don't disagree with that. Carry on's very talented. Uh, it's just unfortunate that his offense, you know, is probably going to be about the same as it was last year. Um, yeah, at least I predict it will probably be about the same. I don't think it's going to. They didn't really do anything to make me think that they're going to be a top you know 10 scoring offense next year um, do you know by off the top of your head if matthew stafford's right arm is twice the size of his left arm for all the times he has to throw overcompensate <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting you said that because i having just to go back and look last year it was actually the least amount of attempts matthew stafford has ever thrown the ball in his career with 1500 with 555 Okay, I was off by about a thousand. Damn. Should be going 101. Damn. That's it. Yeah, I could see him, you know. Oh, God. I don't know, man. Stafford, he's he's another one that's been kind of all over the place, too. It's like one year he's fantasy relevant. And he's one of those guys you can pick up with some value and, and, and plug him in for a week or two, and he's good to go. But there's other times to where it's like, I would rather, I'd rather put Tyrod Taylor in my lineup. You know? Yeah, because you got that floor of rushing yards, yeah. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. The Lions, I guess, had to have that year to get accustomed to Matt Patricia and the overall direction he's wanting to take the team so maybe this year might be a little different we'll see and now he he did come out and said he was playing with injuries last year i think it was a couple of broken bones ribs or broken bones in his back i can't remember exactly what they said his uh his issue was that's got to be a hell of a thing to try and maneuver with oh yeah yeah then i mean and also got taken into account he lost Golden Tate, you know, around the trade deadline last year, he was gone. He was his favorite target. Oh yeah, that you know, was for, huge for them for a couple of years. Um, so with Tate gone, you know, now they have they, Marvin Jones is coming back off of his injury, and then of course the boy you drafted last year, Kenny G. Man. Oh yeah, Kenny G. He, that dude stepped up, man. I, I had a punch on him. It was. It, I couldn't tell whether it was going to be Calvin Ridley or Kenny G. But that guy in the end zone, he's definitely your baby Megatron again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think he can definitely keep that momentum going this year for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., he's another guy who's stepped up. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. Um, I think they, he, they've got two good wideouts there. As long as, you know, Marvin can stay healthy, obviously, and Matthew can stay healthy. But all in all, they've got...
got weapons. It's it's just a matter of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, I agree. Um, then they also signed Danny Amendola to be the Golden Tate. You know, play that slot receiver role. Really? I didn't yeah. even see that one. That yes. that works out good. Yeah, I mean. Okay. He, he could be a good fit for about the three games until he gets his concussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's usually he runs into a linebacker and then flies about 15 feet and he's done. Um, but you know, for those three games, hopefully he can excel what's expected of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, he's an interesting. He's another guy getting up there in age, isn't he? Yeah, dude. He, he's getting older. He's uh, I'm not sure how old he is, but he's a good. I guess I think a PPR. If you had a deep bench or a deep starting roster, he'd be a good PPR option. Yeah, um, he's not going to catch a whole bunch of touchdowns. He's getting passed around like a a, a rabbit STD, though. I mean, Ooh. that guy is on one team every other year. You know, he's switching out. So yeah, you know, it, it's uh, I, I I see him going downhill pretty quick, and I don't think his career is going to be around much longer. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so that's their that's their top three wide receivers. But if you want to kick it over to the tight end position, they signed old Jesse James out of Pittsburgh to to come in and fill that that position. And then they used their first round draft pick last year uh, to draft, or excuse me, this year 2019 to draft a, a tight end in T.J. Hawkinson out of Iowa, who's a lot of people are really really high on. Um, well, in. first Jesse James, I would have to be high on him as well. I mean, Jesse James is—he's a very special kind of player. I think he fit Ben's offense, but I don't see him doing well in, in Detroit. I, I think they're going to use him for blocking more than anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, whenever they had um, had Eric Ebron running around, he was a bigger guy too. But it. it, it I, just the way that James maneuvers, I just I don't see him being that guy there. No, uh, yeah, I mean I agree. I think TJ is going to be the, the receiving tight end. Eric Ebron was also a first round pick by them, and he just uh, he just could never catch on with them. He dealt with drops, and he'd have a few big games and then not big games, and um, so which he's he, what in Indianapolis now? Yeah, he's in Indy. Yeah, and he did well over there. Yeah, oh, he did. He Which, did that's because Andrew Luck fantastic. throws 1,500 times a game, yeah. too. I mean, he finished with uh, 14 touchdowns last year. Yeah, he, that's so something good. I would not have expected from <laughs> Pretty him. good. I think Detroit wouldn't have expected it either when they let him go. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> now you come to fruition. Yeah. What's going so, on? Um, I think they want to use a tight end, and obviously they drafted one in the first round. Usually fantasy, or excuse me, usually rookie tight ends take a little while to catch on. So I don't know if TJ is somebody you'd be interested in drafting this year or not. Um, but Could definitely be a pretty late round sleeper. You know, yeah, but nice streaming option some weeks because the tight end landscape is not the greatest. No, I mean, you lost Gronkowski this year. Um, yes. I, I don't know if um, Tyler Eifert's back healthy yet. Screw Tyler Eifert, man. He's done. He's done, man. He's done. Yeah, but tight ends in general, yeah, like you're saying, it's pretty slim pickings. I mean, I I thought for a while Jacob Tammy was a go-to option, and uh, (laughs) I was was scrambling to try and find somebody until I ended up getting Trey Burton. So, but then Trey Burton just crapped all over me. So He crapped on a lot of people. Yeah. It was one of those things that it's hard to pin down that that tight end position unless you've got a Kelsey, you know, or, or, or somebody of that nature well, to wear. Hey, don't forget the, the best tight end in the league, man. George Kittle, man. George Kittle, yes. <laughs> he uh, definitely no. excelled, too. He is. He is. He's definitely in the top three. But, yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey is the man. He's he's number uno. He, um, I've seen, man, I've seen some – ADPs or some mocks on Kelsey going at the end of the first round. I believe it. He's a monster. I mean, especially with Mahomes being on a totally different level than any other quarterback right now. Anybody in that offense is what I mean. Geez, they lost Tyree Kill too, 
So now, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's what out four games or something like that. Well, we don't, they don't know yet. There's nothing official okay. out on him yet. So, yeah, I mean, definitely if he's out, for, there's going to be some time possibly. And if that's the case, that's just going to make Kelsey that much more valuable. Yeah, because um, I don't even know anybody else they have, honestly. Sam, Sammy Watkins, man. Oh, yeah, if he cannot get injured after three plays, too. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> hey, this is a fun stat real quick. Did you know, uh, so Sammy Watkins and Odell Beckham were drafted the same year. Uh, Sammy Watkins has played more games than Odell Beckham has. Just a fun little fact. That's because Odell Beckham was busy running into the kicker's net. <laughs> uh, we did have a listener question this week, Jamie. Oh, uh, interesting. The, it's... Uh, it was just pertaining. It came from uh, Hingle McCringleberry. Okay. Um, he was just asking. He hears that we talk about stats on the podcast. We do. Uh, so he was asking, what format do we go off of whenever we talk about stats? Is it standard, full point, PPR, half point? Um, for me, whenever I'm looking at stats, since we play in a half point PPR, I keep it all half point and uh, keep it at four point touchdowns for quarterback Dave. Yeah, it would uh, it would make no sense to honestly refer to another format that we're no, not playing. Not at all. I, I, I mean, it's easy to filter by those specific stats, yes. so you yes. can just pull your reporting off of that and, and go off of there. Um, anybody but, who plays in a standard league is not playing fantasy football. No, I don't even know if that's that's still a thing, but uh, but thanks for the question, Hingle McCringleberry. I really appreciate it. Um, Anybody else has questions, send them in to the intern. Jamie, I appreciate you joining us this week. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And Thank you for having me. Uh, no, no problem. And just FYI, we are six weeks from this Saturday away from the draft. So counting down the days, man. Getting close. I have another eighth-round draft pick, by the way, if anybody would like to trade it for a first round. That's a great deal. Let me I know how, so. let me know how yes. that goes. Anyway, that that will do it for this week. Uh, We'll catch you on next week. Next week, uh, Manesh will hopefully be out of the bathroom. And we will probably do the AFC South next week. So we'll catch all y'all then. Take care. Later.